You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The New York Giants have moved on from the Brian Dable, Wink Martindale saga. Giants fans, though, don't appear to be quite as ready to do that. Today on the Valentine's Views podcast, I'll answer some mailbag questions in hopes of of helping you guys do just that. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View radio network. We know what the situation is with the New York Giants at this point in time. Wink Martindale is no longer the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Brian Dable remains the head coach heading into a third season, which will be a critical year for Dable, Joe Shane, and the Giants. There's been a lot of reporting over the last couple of weeks about the Martindale-Dable saga about you know, it's a it's a he said he said at this point. The uh, there's been reporting from the Martindale perspective that uh, you know that Dayball is a screamer that he doesn't treat assistant coaches well that he that behind the scenes he's overly hard on them that during games his volatility and his ten his tendency to to scream into the headset makes it hard for for position coaches for coordinators to do their jobs on game days been reporting on the other side about how Martindale and uh, Drew and Kevin Wilkins who were basically uh, Martindale cronies or underlings felt like they didn't report to Brian Dable felt like they operated separately been some examples of of how all of that may have played out behind the scenes with the Giants we know ultimately that Brian Dable fired Drew and Kevin Wilkins, that Martindale reacted explosively, and that that led to the two sides parting ways. But uh, as I said, there's still been a whole lot of he said, he said, back and forth, and who who did this and who did that. And, and I thought that what I would do today is answer some mailbag questions. So many questions came into the Big Blue View mailbag this week and over the last uh, week week and a half or so. I can't answer all of them, I, at least not in one mailbag. The Saturday mailbag at Big Blue View is going to be a non-Wink Martindale edition of the mailbag. What I'm going to try to do today is answer the Martindale questions and then and then wrap this podcast into the Saturday mailbag for those of you who uh, who want answers to uh, to the the Dayball Martindale situation. And before I get into it, I'm going to preface it with this: I don't have a ton of inside sources of information on this. I'm using my observations of Brian Dayball, my observations 
of, of Wink Martindale from having been around the facility, from having seen how the two of them operate, you know, up close. What I know about the reporters who have who have been out front with some of the information on both sides of the story. You know, I've worked with a lot of these guys for years now, and, and I know who to trust. I know who not to trust. To be honest, there are reporters who have agendas, who who basically take sides at times. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to say who's who, but but I understand that everyone has a little bit of a different agenda, that everyone approaches their jobs a little bit differently. And I have my own feelings on on who I trust, who I respect, who I think does good quality work that tries not to bend the truth in favor of of one side or the other. And, and that all of that is is how I'm going to approach trying to trying to answer some of these questions. All right, with all of that preamble, let's get into uh, some of the Martindale Dable related questions that have been sent into the Big Blue View mailbag recently. All right, first one, Don Fressy wants to know if I think Brian Dable's temperament issues will ultimately harm his career and whether anyone in management has talked to him about it. Don, I think what ultimately harms any head coach's career is whether they win enough games. If you don't win enough games, you don't get to stay. If if you win enough games, nobody really cares if you're hard on people, if you yell at people. Nobody really cares whether whether everybody likes you or not. The bottom line is if you win games, then you have a good career. If Brian Dable wins games in 2024, if he gets to stay in 2025 and wins games, all of this is going to be a footnote. If he loses, if the Giants are 4-13 and in 2024, Brian Dable probably doesn't get to see 2025. That is is really what matters and that record is ultimately what's going to to determine you know Brian Dable's coaching career with the New York Giants is whether he wins games or loses games does his volatility if if indeed he is as volatile as reports indicate and listen we all need to take all of this reporting with a grain of salt I don't know who, you know, the, these sources are anonymous. And and I know that over the years, I've talked to plenty of people, including people about the, the Dable-Martindale dynamics. And and I know that, that anonymous sources sometimes are aligned with one camp or the other, sometimes have an ax to grind, sometimes have their own personal feelings about one head coach or the other, even if they're not aligned with either with either side. So you have to take all of this with a grain of salt. There's probably some truth on each side of the of the equation here, probably some truth in regards to Dable's volatility, probably some truth in regards to Wink Martindale and the Wilkins brothers acting as though they did not have to report to Brian Dable. Uh, the word that Paul Schwartz used was that that trio thought they were their own little fiefdom and, and could do what they wanted. And Schwartz over the time has provided some evidence of that. And uh, we also know 
you know, that where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to the reports that Brian Dable is sometimes hard on assistant coaches. But in reality, what is going to impact Brian Dable's career one way or the other is whether or not the New York Giants win enough football games. If if they're bad in 2024, then, you know, Brian Dable probably is out. Um, perhaps in the long run, some of the reports about his volatility and the reasons why, you know, why the Giants, if Dable ultimately gets fired, you know, maybe some of the reports of his volatility might impact his ability to get another job. Um, but again, I think it's really about winning and losing. Along that same line, Don Mashinsky wants to know if Dable's volatile behavior toward assistants will be a detriment to landing top assistant coaches with so many good openings available, and whether I think John Mara will talk to Dable about his behavior. Don, I think that we've already seen that whatever the situation, Brian Dable is still able to attract quality assistant coaches. He's still able to attract guys who other teams want, who have done good jobs in other places. Offensive line coach Carmen Brasillo came from the Raiders. Brasillo, of course, worked with Dante Scarnecchia. Brasillo's a guy who has coached good offensive lines with the Las Vegas Raiders for the last couple of years. Obviously, as I said, also is familiar with the teachings of Dante Scarnecchia from his time with the Patriots. And listen, do you think that Carmen Brasillo's ever got yelled at by Bill Belichick? I'm sure he probably did. You know, Brian Dable's not the only head coach who's ever yelled at an assistant coach. Do you think that Phil Sims was the only person in the Giants organization who Bill Parcells ever yelled at. I'm sure he yelled at assistant coaches at times. I'm sure he yelled at other players at times. Coaches, head coaches yelling at assistant coaches is nothing new. Now, whether Brian Dable's behavior at times crosses a line, that that I don't know. Whether, you know, there have been reports that his behavior on game day, and we've seen some of his outbursts on the sideline. There have been reports that some of his behavior makes it difficult for assistant coaches at times to do their jobs. And again, is that reporting accurate? Is that axe to grind sources, um, you know, simply trying to make Dable look bad? I don't know the answer to that fully. But uh, but in terms of, of Dable being able to hire assistant coaches, Brasillo's an example of, of bringing in a, a highly thought of assistant coach. Joel Thomas, the running, back, running backs coach that the Giants hired, is a guy who's been in New Orleans since 2015. A guy who, had the Giants not hired him, would have had options to go elsewhere. So right now, I don't see indications that the Giants are going to have a hard time bringing in other quality assistant coaches. But uh, 
you know, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out as the Giants continue to fill out this staff. Very, very curious to see who ends up in the end with the defensive coordinator job. Very curious in the end to see if Mike Kafka, who's had a couple of head coaching interviews in this cycle, uh, ends up with a head coaching job or perhaps moves on to another team as offensive coordinator. Uh, once some of these teams hire head coaches, perhaps if Kafka doesn't get one of those openings, I would bet that there are teams who ask about Kafka's availability to uh, to come to them as offensive coordinator. Do I think John Mara will talk to Dayball about that behavior? I'm sure that if John Mara and if GM Joe Shane think that Brian Dable needs to, to make some adjustments, needs to evolve a little bit in the way that he handles himself, I'm sure that they'll talk to him about that. If they feel like like you know something needs to change in the way that, that he treats people, they're not going to just sit back and and do nothing about that. I'm sure that they'll have discussions with him and 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 coaches evolve, people evolve. People, you know, Dable has said in the past that that he was very 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 hard, too hard at times on players early in his coaching career and has had to learn to change. Players love Dable. Players support Brian Dable. They love the fact that that he's cognizant of keeping them fresh, keeping them healthy, of not overworking them throughout throughout uh, the spring and the summer and, and through practices. So if he's been able to evolve in that sense, I'm sure that if he's aware that he's at times been overly harsh, Remember, this is his first head coaching job. He's still learning some things about how to do this. And I'm sure that that if if he gets that kind of feedback and understands that kind of feedback, that he will try to evolve as well. All right, let's get to another question. This one from Chris Chianese, who is a regular in the Big Blue View mailbag each week. Chris wants to know, first of all, he says that that he understands we need to move on from the Dayball Wink situation, but he does have a question about the reports that Martindale and his underlings felt like they reported to John Mara. And he wants to know, he says that, that it surprised him that Mara would have allowed that. And Chris, I answer that by saying we're here on Friday, January 19th. That's the day that this podcast is is airing. Who has a job with the New York Giants and who doesn't have a job with the New York Giants? Brian Dable remains the head coach. Wink Martindale, as I record this show, is looking for a new job in the NFL. If John Mara was allowing Wink Martindale to report directly to him and believed some of the things or all of the things that Wink Martindale has has said that Brian Dable allegedly has done. If John Mara was siding with Wink Martindale, Wink Martindale would still have a job. Brian Dable 
would be the one looking for work. Wink Martindale might be the head coach at this point if John Mara was siding with Wink Martindale. What we know, or what we can surmise, is that Wink Martindale felt that he did not have to answer to Brian Dable. Wink Martindale seemed to feel like, I don't want to say felt like he was the co-head coach, but Wink Martindale seemed to feel like the defense was his domain, his purview, his place to make decisions, and that he didn't necessarily have to answer to or take suggestions from Brian Dable. I mean, there was a report recently from Paul Schwartz that uh, Toman Fox, practice squad edge rusher, had changed his uniform number unbeknownst to Dable or Shane simply because Martindale had planned to activate him from the practice squad for a game toward the end of the season. Meanwhile, that's not Wink Martindale's decision. That is not the defensive coordinator's decision. Who gets who gets brought up is the purview of the head coach and the general manager. It is not the head, the the purview or the decision of the coordinator. Wink Martindale's responsibility in that instance would have been to go to Dable and go to Shane and say, "I really would like to." elevate Tomon Fox from the practice squad this week. I have a plan for him. This is how I would like to use him. Can we make that happen? So for me, I think the indication is that Wink Martindale may have had an impression. He may have felt a certain way, but I don't see evidence that John Merrow was allowing that to happen. I think that if John Merrill was allowing that to happen, that Wink Martindale would still have a job. I think that if if John Merrill was siding with the defensive coordinator, he would not have stood on the sidelines and allowed Dable to, to fire Martindale's most trusted assistants and more or less push the defensive coordinator out the door. All right. Uh, Robert Forgione wants to know if I think Joe Shane was aware of Brian Dable's anger issues and would Shone pull the plug on uh, on Dable at some point, or would John Mara and Steve Tisch have to uh, have to force him to do that? Robert, I'm certain that you know Joe Shane has eyes and ears. Joe Shane's in the building. Joe Shane's in the coach's room. He's in the locker room at times during the week. I'm sure he's heard some of what goes on. I'm sure he's seen some of what goes on. I'm sure he's he's aware of Brian Dable's volatility or reported volatility. So, you know, he he doesn't have his head in the sand. And I think that no one can predict you know, how a person will react to a situation they've never been in before. Brian Dable was offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. He was offensive coordinator in several places prior to that. Had never been a head coach before he came to the New York Giants. It made perfect sense for Joe Shane to bring Brian Dable in as the two of them are aligned philosophically. They basically, they make 
most decisions about the roster, about the draft. They make most of their decisions together. So if Brian Dable is overly volatile, I'm not sure that Joe Shane could have predicted that. Would Joe Shane pull the plug on Dable and fire him? Not at this point. I don't think there's any reason to at this point. It's two years in. Giants had a really good first year under Dable. Whether there were some underlying issues, I think Joe Shane has said that maybe they overlooked some things after a first year that was that was much better than expected. You know, winning a playoff game and all of that. Were there some underlying issues? You know, in in the way that Dable was operating, that maybe got glossed over because of the winning. Sure, that's entirely possible. But do I think at this point that Shane would pull the plug on Dable? No, I don't. Do I think maybe a year from now he would pull the plug on Dable? That's entirely possible. And again, you know, my gut feeling is here the Giants like stability. They're a conservative organization by nature. I think that ideally, Dable and Shane are a pair. Ideally, they came in together. Ideally, they would go out together. Um, I think that depending on on how the Giants view, how ownership views Joe Shane's work with the roster, I tend to think that that the GM might have a longer runway than the head coach. But there's also the possibility that since they came in together, if ownership wants one to go, then the other one is going to go. And 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 that that has always been really an ownership decision. I, would they step would they step aside and let Sean make that decision? Perhaps because they have stepped aside and allowed Shane to make more decisions on his own without than you know than than perhaps the Giants had done in the past, but I still think that the that the organization looks at them as a duo. And best guess is, for me anyway, that if one goes, both go. All right, let's see what else we have here for uh, for questions. Dennis Carletto wants to know. Um, whether or not the, basically Dennis wants to know if, if Mara would get to the point where with guys like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Mike, Mike Vrabel available, if he would move on from Brian Dable at this point in time or whether he should. And listen, Dennis, as I've already said, John Mara is aware of what goes on. He's in the building every day. He's at practice almost all the time. If there are issues between coaches, if there are issues in the way that Brian Dable treats people, he's aware of those things. And and I have, it's my belief that he and Joe Shane, as I've already said, will speak to Dable about that and, and, and ask him to try to evolve. And again, we don't know exactly how widespread the uh, the issues are. I do know from some of the people that I have talked to that that Brian Dable 
not only has support from players in that locker room, but he has support from others on that coaching staff and in that organization as well. So it's not as it's not like everyone working for Brian Dable on that coaching staff hates the man. Um, you know, sometimes people get along, sometimes they don't. The uh, the biggest problem on the coaching staff, which appeared to be Martindale's inability to get along with, inability to understand who the boss was. Uh, that problem's been removed, and uh, and the Giants are moving on. I really, I don't see a scenario where Brian Dable loses his job this offseason. I think that would have happened already, as I've been trying to say here. I think the Giants have have moved on, and you know Dable is now trying to rebuild a staff. It's not a great look that that he has to replace two coordinators and that he might have to replace a third coordinator if Mike Kafka decides to move on. Not a great look that he has to do that, that after two years he has to rebuild so much of this coaching staff. But but it is what it is. I think Brian Dable's going to get more time at least the 2024 season, maybe longer than that, to see if uh, if the Giants can get disappointed in the right direction. All right. Taj Siddiqui wants to know, this will be the final question that, uh, that I take today that I answer in this version of the mailbag. Taj Siddiqui says, I believe the upheaval of the coaching staff will set the team back in the upcoming season. Another lousy season of Giants football is in the making. And a lot has to do with Dable's abrasive personality, according to many reports. Uh, Taj wants to know how I feel about the accuracy of these reports and whether I agree with his assessment that it feels like the Giants are headed in the wrong direction. Taj, I think how I feel about a lot of these reports is something that I've already answered. I think there's truth on both sides. I think you have to take it all with a grain of salt. I think you have to understand these are all anonymous sources, so we don't know, you know, we don't know if these are ax- people with axes to grind. We don't know if the if a lot of these sources are are guys who are no longer in the building. We don't know if you know when 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 a, a source is someone inside the organization. You know that could be John Mara. And it could be an equipment manager. Who knows? It could be, you know, it could be a security guard. Who knows? So take it all with a grain of salt. I still believe that the New York Giants, who've been mostly bad for more than a decade now, I still have faith that largely because they're a duo, because they're smart people, I still have faith that the Brian Dable-Joe Shane duo can get the Giants pointed in the right direction. Now, is it, as I said, it may not be a good look that they've had a lot of changes or are in the midst of, of having a lot of changes to the coaching staff, but what matters is whether they get the coaching staff right. I don't see... Carmen Brasillo having been hired as a yes sir head coach or a yes man 
for Brian Dable. I don't see Joel Thomas, their new running backs coach, having been hired to to simply be a yes man for Brian Dable. These guys have been around the league for too long. They've worked for too many quality head coaches. Joel Thomas, for example, worked several years for Sean Payton in New Orleans. These are quality head coaches who are qualified to do the jobs that they're being asked to do. Most of the uh, the interview requests that we've seen from the Giants are are quality head coaches who have done well in other places. It it may feel like right now the Giants are a mess because the the beginning of their offseason has been messy. There's been a lot of reporting on both sides. We're learning that Brian Dable's not not a perfect human being. Uh, we've learned that that maybe Wink Martindale wasn't the wasn't the nice guy that we all thought he was. That maybe he had an agenda behind the scenes that that wasn't always to support Brian Dable and wasn't always team oriented. So, but so you know all of that is what it is. But all of that is done now. I think that what matters is whether or not the New York Giants get the hires of the new coaches correct. Do they get a quality defensive coordinator who can continue to build that side of the ball? Is Brasillo the right coach for the offensive line? Can they get more players? Can they fix this offensive line? Can they add pieces to it? Can they get another difference maker or two on the defensive side of the ball? It's been a messy start to the offseason, but it's a long offseason. This is the middle of January. Games are not played until next September. So, it, as I said, it's messy and it's not ideal and it's not what you'd, what you'd like. You'd like everything to be in perfect harmony. And, and maybe when we get to uh, training camp, you know, maybe it will be. Maybe a lot of these questions will have been answered. But I don't see the Giants as heading in the wrong direction. I see them as bit by bit trying to build a team that can get back to being a consistent contender. I think that there have been ups and downs in Brian Dable's first two years. I think that if had Brian Dable gone six and eleven in his first year and then gone. 10 8 and 1 with a playoff victory in his second year. I think people would feel much differently about the direction of the franchise after his first 2 years. The overall result is the same. I think the Giants are pointed in a better direction than they have been in quite a while despite some of this upheaval. We'll have to see, you know, maybe I'm wearing blue colored glasses. I don't know. I don't think I am. I think that 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 is what I see and what I feel from from my being around the building, from my being around the players, and uh, we'll see if I'm right. You know, we'll know in another year, in another two years, if Brian Dable and Joe Shane are the are the right duo to uh, to get things uh, turned around for the New York Giants. All right, I hope that 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 little uh, little Q and A, little uh, little Friday mailbag has helped you guys understand a little bit more about the Dable-Martindale situation. I hope it's helped kind of put that to bed a little bit. As I said at the top of the show, the Giants have moved on. 
It's time for the fan base to move on. It's time for everyone to to look forward to to what comes next. And at least in my view, you know, stop trying to dissect why the thing, you know, why things went wrong between Dable and Martindale. Wink is gone. The Giants will have a new defensive coordinator. Dable will still be the head coach. Joe Shane will still be the GM. And and we move on to getting ready for the 2024 season. So, uh, all right, Giants fans, thank you, as always, for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.